Brett the Career Pro podcast. We're with David Mantica for an important topic. We're still in March 2020. Yes, we are. Whoa, we're in March 2020. Yes, we are. (laughs) Well, we're talking today about handling, handling work and your career in turbulent times. Uh, how else could we we uh, title this? Because there's a lot of working titles we could use about this, but we're, you know, the stress, uh, turbulent times at work, a lot of issues coming up for people right now uh, because the future is, is some of it's known and a lot of it's unknown just like any other time. But there's an acute sense of... Uh, Kind of like what what are we doing? This is a new territory where just about everyone's huddled in their homes, at least as they say, millions and probably now billions of people are staying real close to home, aren't traveling, aren't moving. Uh we're I mean, where where are we today, David? <laughs> well, I think that the title first and foremost is interesting because we shouldn't focus just purely on one situation. And when you, when you think sure. about this situation, there's going to be more turbulent times in our future. And as VUCA, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity keep pace with all the, I mean, keep spinning and the rapid pace of change occurs, we're going to, we're going to constantly feel more and more turbulent. So this is about us looking at and talking about stress and dealing with leadership management, your career and stress. Mm-hmm. And then understanding that better. And right now it's it's very important because of the COVID-19 situation, but it's going to be more and more important throughout your work career as you run into these issues, whether they're personal or whether they're geo, the world geography issue. Well, that's something that we've talked about in previous podcasts when we talk career insurance and we talk about preparing for this, you know, these events that we didn't even know would come up pretty quickly after we started that series. Don't blame us. We didn't start it. We're trying to bring some insight, some light and some answers, and also possibly anticipate how you can respond to to stressors in a positive way. I think that's our tilt, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to start first and foremost was talking about us as human beings and, and the, the psychological slash economic challenge that human beings face human beings face is this issue of effective forecasting we have a predisposition to improperly forecast we overestimate the emotional impact of future events both the intensity and the duration and this generally is a stronger dynamic in relation to negative events so it's the adage of where building a, mole, building a mountain out of a molehill comes from. So we have to understand that it's in our basic DNA to see the worst case scenario and to be emoting on that worst case scenario. How do you know this is true via uh, human nature? Where do you get this? This inside? is panic, the, the tulip panics of the 1600s in the Netherlands. The Great Depression, the run at the banks, all of these scenarios, you know, you can, you, can, you can look at history and you can see the reaction to, you know, negative stimulus and the initial fear reaction. You get it from, then that's from economics, from, psycholo- from psychology, you get all the research on psychology that shows this. It's very easily and readily researched. The other piece of this is the idea of lost regret, that we, we are, we're averse to making action occur because we fear we fear screwing up 
So we have these two things going on at one time, effective forecasting, which we are really nervous because, you know, we're, we're overemphasizing the negative impacts. And then number two is we don't want, we're too scared to do anything because we don't want to screw something up. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand this first. And I think a lot of people don't understand this. So they're like, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? Why am I running for toilet paper? Why is that so irrational? Why? Well, it's happening because you're, in, you're increasing the intensity of the negative thoughts in your mind about what's going to occur. And we talked about this in career insurance, John. We talked about the first thing that people think about. They lose their job. They think, I'm not going to be able to feed my family. I'm a loser. Um, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my car. I'm going to live on the streets. And, and most you know, of that's untrue in yes. most cases. In the vast majority of cases, outside of any type of dependency, alcohol, drugs, addiction, that type of thing, you, you, that's not going to happen. So that's the first step of dealing with stress is understanding yourself. All right, I'm going to have this reaction. I got to put logic around this reaction. All right, what short-term changes do I have to make economically with my finances or movements? What type of short-term actions do I have to change as it relates to my job, but not trying to become compulsed around this whole effective forecasting issue and trying to react to the strong negative that we're feeling right now. Well, how does this affect us at work? Uh, if we're working in an office, we're, we'll let, let's say temporarily we're, we're home, we're working remotely, but really we're still in the office. Here it is, John. It's very simple. It's very simple. I'm not going to, why am I doing this? It's never going to work. Why am I trying this? It's never going to work. It's never going to be normal again. This is stupid. I, why am I even trying? This is, why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? Why? Because you're, every time, every time you're doing something, you're going against the why of your negative view of the future. So it's going to freeze you. It's almost, you're going to become paralyzed to go push, try. So in this scenario, when there's opportunities that could come out of this, we're too paralyzed by the loss, loss, regret, and effective forecasting to take advantage of some opportunities. Hmm. And so we can talk through some of these opportunities. So if we understand how we are going to initially react, we have to curb the sense of not doing anything because it doesn't mean anything anymore and start driving around opportunity. But in a risk bubble, you, gotta, you, know, you, you want to protect yourself and be smart, but ultimately, you know, we can't just stop all risk. And that's what all the, the banking situation right now is just making money cheap so people take risks. And that's it. That's what we're trying to do. So what we're, what, what we're saying here is that how do you deal with turbulent times is be smart and try to keep taking risks. Just make sure those risks are in a tighter box. Okay. That, and you have my attention. You have our attention, I believe. I, I, I'm buying into this that that is how we handle stress. That how, that's how the mind works. Uh, does, what if you're a, uh, an optimist? Is there anything that you could be looking over and maybe underestimating? And, and if you're, you're a bit more of a pessimist? I tell you what, John, there's very few people right now who are, who are being too positive about the situation. Okay. So I would say our, our, conti our continued natural inclination is to be negative. And this is the other thing that I want people to watch out for. The other thing is putting a time on when things are going to get better. Like I was talking to someone today and they said, oh, just in seven days, seven days, things are going to get better. Um, there was a great book written by Viktor Frankl, a survivor from the Holocaust, called Man's Search for Meaning. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things he saw in this in, in his experience was anytime somebody thought that they were going to be freed at a certain time period, when that time period was missed, they ultimately died. And not because of the horrors that were going on at the Holocaust at that point, but just by other issues. So we had just that simple expectation that exactly you and that we do it to ourselves in our career. I want to be a vice president at 40. I want to be the president at 50. You can't do that. You're setting you're setting expectations that are going to affect your confidence and your feelings about yourself going forward or affect your complete outlook. So Viktor Frankl, he was talking about hope and hope means, you know, you're not putting a time frame on hope. So there's there's two elements here. One is that we don't know when things are going to change. We just have to keep driving forward. And then we have to understand that at every point, we're going to be looking at the most pessimistic situation and we got to battle that so it doesn't freeze us from action. Mm. So let's say we are feeling, whether this is March 2020 or, I don't know, September 2021, and we feel that there it's a micro turbulent time for me, my career, my business. There's a shock. There's a buyout. There's something that's happened. How do we respond? How could we respond to stress as a smart, forward-thinking careerist versus a reaction, uh, this this time in our brain where we're, we're flying? How do we remain calm, cool, and collected through the storm so we can prosper? Yeah, so that's just the first thing. I think the first thing is we have to control the inputs. Many of us are watching way too much TV right now. We're, so that's a tendency when there's a big macro event is tune in to the, to the daily news, which changes on a dime, and it's got a certain narrative to it. You're saying yeah. that, that could be a little, look, do it, but that also could be a little dangerous medicine. Yeah, it's way if it's done in too much. I mean, you want to control your inputs in. So part of the thing that we're talking about now is we have to move to something called adaptive leadership. Adaptive leadership says we have to ebb and flow and adjust and re and relook at each one of our perspectives on you know on a certain time basis. And right now, I think we have to ebb, flow, and adjust each day based on you know what's happening. But if we don't control our inputs, we're going to get too much or we're going to get overloaded, and then we're going to see a lot of things that don't connect well. And human beings don't do good with incongruities. We like, we like things that connect, and we're going to hear this, and then we're going to hear that. We're going to hear that, then we're going to hear this. So we want to control our inputs, and that's an important aspect. You know, Get fed by multiple sources, not from the same scenario. Keep those sources tight, and then you know, try to find other positive inputs. And this goes back to the idea that you have to be able to fill your bucket up at this time. You have to be focusing on what inspires you, what makes you feel better, and, and so this is not the time to overwork. Like a lot of people say, well, you have to overwork and get through the hurdle. No, all you're going to be doing is, is creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is the time to work smartly and to recharge, to relax, to, to recuperate, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day. It's um, <laughs> so true. At this moment, if people are at home, like the, you, many people don't give themselves permission to, to, to settle down and relax and, and in any way it's I've got to outwork this. But yeah, when it, they when can't outwork it. Times you're saying there's I you think can't outwork it. You can't outwork because you're gonna create a false pot you're gonna create a false negative. You're gonna be working and banging your head against a rock and just beating yourself up. 
Whereas if you take some time and you energize and you, you attack some higher level items and then you look for opportunity at the same time, you're laughing, you're watching funny shows, you're watching news over a certain course of time, you're resting a little bit, you know, because the stress drives, you know, stresses drives hormones in your system. They're going to make you really tired, really agitated and your cognition is going to go down. So rest, mm -hmm. relax. <laughs> At one time, this is interesting, and people listening might not realize this, but I remember at one time, rather recently, even before this, you said something that hit me. I think it hit me later, like a little bit of a, a grenade with a fuse or some kind of time bomb where you said, my boss wants me, wants me to have downtime to think. Absolutely. That was one of the best things ever told me. It was amazing. Well, it was kind of a revelation to me because I have this attitude of, you know, you can outwork anything mindset. Maybe it's because I grew up in sunless Northwest Ohio and we didn't know <laughs> anything else. But really, what what is this? What, what there's something to that? Tell us. There is. So, so think of, what's going around right now is this whole thing about. Oh, I think it was Isaac Newton. He developed calculus during the bubonic plague, right? So he had to take two years off. So he took the two years off and he developed calculus. So there is this idea of Descartes, I, I think, therefore I am. He was bedridden. And what he would do is just look up on top of his ceiling and think for days, hours, days, hours. So our society today focuses on our ADHD side. And this is what's placating the whole effective forecasting thing. We're just putting ourselves in this revolving spin of, oh my God, I got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, and, and thinking at a very cursory level. This is the time that you think more deeply. You start, you start creating ideas and you think about tests and you think about you know, what could happen and where you could go after things. And then you keep notes and ideas and you journal those things so you can act on them in the future. Because that's, human beings are at our best when we do heavy cognition on topics and then let our brains rest, go for a walk, and let our subconscious work over those ideas. And then you get those aha moments. And that's what my previous boss, my, my business partner, always wanted me thinking because that's when I created the most value. And that's why nothing wrong with taking a nap. You, you think about a heavy product oh. process, you take a 30, 40 minute nap and you come back. I've napped every day in the last three weeks working from home. And it has been, and I've been able to work from, you know, 8.39 to eight o'clock and I don't feel crappy. All right, so permission to take a nap is one thing we can get out of this talk today. <laughs> and, Go ahead. Oh, people are like, oh, I don't have time. I'm, I'm, now no. home, I'm now homeschooling my kids. Well, really, by the way, you're not homeschooling your kids. You're just doing, most people who are not true homeschoolers are just doing the assignment the teacher has sent you. But okay, I'll give it to you. You can say that temporarily. What else do we need to know if we, we feel like I'm, I'm, a bit of a nervous wreck. I can't make a decision. I'm, I'm in a holding pattern mentally during this time. All right, then don't make decisions. So mm. that's a real, so if you're smart enough to know that you're nervous, you have nerves and you have anxiety, then don't make any decisions. If you can, what you try to make is smaller decisions over time. You make, it's like eating the elephant one bite at a time. Don't make big decisions, make small decisions in steps over time, make one decision one day, make another decision the next day, be willing to change and adjust your decisions as you go forth, but don't make big earth shattering decisions. If you do accept it, don't get mad at yourself. 
because mm-hmm. you know they're, they're, everybody's making mistakes right now. We love to to judge ourselves against other people. Forget about that. We're all in the same boat together here, folks. There's not one person who has an advantage over anybody else. All right, so Richard Burr sold his stocks beforehand. Everybody knows when this is done, he's going to be in front of an ethics committee. All right, he might have a lot of money, but he's got a whole other mess to deal with. There's, we're all in this, so don't judge. At this point, you make a mistake, accept the mistake, and move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 so I make decisions in smaller batches. And the other thing is if you're a leader, you want to communicate, communicate, communicate. Over-communicate and try to find fake places to communicate with voice and face, not just email, because most of us are going to be pounding the email side. Take a step, have a video conference with somebody, talk to them, make sure it's somebody that's positive and can give you some inspiration and go back and get your work done. Have another conversation, keep it positive, keep it inspirational, go back and get your work done. So those are the kind of the things I would look at. I think the first thing I would look at is don't put a date to this. Don't put a date, drive through it. The next is control your inputs. Don't feast on any one two input one input too much. And remember, all news is about fear because fear drives ratings. They're plate, they're driving it to you so you stay. They're making a crap ton of money right now. They're happy. The next is look for ways, look for ways to be inspired. From there, execute in smaller batches. Then from that, take time to think, rest, think. Get some cognition going. Try to break some overworked habits of running the ADHD world. And learn. Isn't this a time to learn? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Great opportunity to learn. And then ultimately communicate, communicate, communicate outside of just email. So those are kind of some of the high-level tips that we can dig in there and say, nobody's perfect, man. I go for walks now. Every morning I'm taking a walk because walk is good for me with stress. It helps me kind of get my thoughts. And if you're a prayer for a person, people are going to pray. If you're not, you might, you know, think about positive faults and thoughts and send positive energy out to the world. Whatever your scenario is, what you want to be doing is feeding that positive side of your soul to protect yourself from effective forecasting. And what, you know, I think I've heard, I hear from people a lot of times until really the last couple of weeks, oh, I'm just so busy. I'm just so overwhelmed at work i if they're working if they're not i'm just i've got all these things on my plate i can't possibly have time essentially to read a book or sit back or to like even though this feels in turbulent times feel a little traumatic how important is it now to uh it's critical those things you said you didn't have time to do maybe you're forced to hang with your family a little bit more or or you have time at home, how, you know, and you don't have the little, the luxuries, the gym, the other things that you have. What, what we want to, we want to feel on the hamster wheel because feeling on the hamster wheel makes us feel special and important, which makes us feel like we're going to keep our job. Everybody's worried about keeping their job. They're worried about the economic impact of losing their job. And they're rightly so. It's a scary time. And all I can say would be, we're most, in most cases, we are overestimating the negative impact. And so if you can fight through that, this will give you a time to take a breather, work appropriately, spend time with people, you know, rest up a little bit, think more deeply on issues to come out better on the other side. But again, it's easier said than done. Well, I think it's important to to be said and tried. Yeah, I'm trying it. I mean, I'm not successful at it without a doubt. I've had stressful scenarios and, fearful scenarios during all this, but at the same time, 
I'm looking at it like, you know, I, I've seen the dot-com bust. Mm-hmm. I've seen and lived through and worked through the 9-11 issue. I've seen and worked through 2009, the, almost the Great Recession. And mm-hmm. now we have this to contend with. And you know, each step of the way, you know, we have to deal, work, and figure out how to get through. Well, that's so true. You know, we, we did, you know, experience counts for something. I know it's been, you know, people think about it and it's like, well, that doesn't matter. You know, experience, experience, uh, it's the newest, latest, hottest thing. But if you, your business was built through and you had to live through uh, some turbulent macro times, micro times, whatever, and you know, you can get through it, usually some kind of innovation, some kind of new idea, some kind of new, better habit can come from these times. Uh, oh, yes. You've oh, reversed yes. yourself and you've broken some patterns. So if, if this is a pattern-breaking situation that you're facing in turbulent times, if you embrace it in some way and try to thrive and, and not just get through it with a lot of stress and anxiety, you could come out on the other side better, improved, and with new new prospects for for good things, if you kind of handle yourself right at this time, how how important it is to create that setup. Absolutely, then, John. You said down. said it so well, John. Excellent. Well, well said. Well, there you go. That's the <laughs> well. Thanks. It was in, certainly inspired by you and that thought process. Um, any any other uh, things that we can do? Reading, thinking, listening to put those kind of inputs in as we wrap up here. So Jim Valvano, the the basketball coach who passed away from cancer that inspired a lot of the ESPN donations around cancer, you think, you laugh, you cry. Get yourself laughing. Watch something funny. Drive your inputs. Protect yourself from all the negative inputs. Okay to get realistic inputs, but don't feast on that. Only going to exasperate the situation. Feed your soul with some joy, some laughter. You know, watch something funny, watch something enjoyable, you know, be around family. If you don't, you're, that's what's going to increase your stress and aggravation because you're going to be focusing on the things you can't control. Hmm. You can control your actions. Yes. And your yep. attitude. Yep. And your reactions, your yeah. action, what you, what you input, your reactions and your attitude is what you can't control. David Manica, thanks for being here during this turbulent time. We look forward to our next conversation, and I think we'll be better able to handle it and thrive. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Have a great one. You too, bro. Bye.